0: Everybody, guess who's back? It's your boys from underdogs. My name is Jacob Eamon here with me again, just like the old days. David Patrick Fleming. It's Thursday, December 3rd. The year is still 2020. I'm sorry to say we've we've still got another well, we got less than a month to go here till we get out of this forsaken year. Um, I will say. It's kind of it's kind of a, a thing, I guess, to jump on like how bad twenty twenty is. I got I got a feeling it's not getting any better.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, you like you think as soon as New Year's yeah. Eve gets we pass through that and we move into twenty twenty one that all of a sudden all of our problems are gone. I think it's gonna get worse. I think I think we're gonna long for twenty twenty. I think we'll start to remember 2020 as a as a good time a time where there was still hope right a time where we could believe in a vaccine or we could believe in a different life but twenty twenty one that's that's gonna be that's gonna get real real
0: fast It's just strange that like all the memes all the internet all the tweets it's like we somehow believe that the badness is constrained to a January to January schedule and then everything gets, it was fine before that. Now it's going to be good again.
1: Hey man, there were some good times, January, February, 2020. That, that wasn't uh, all uh, terrible. There was, mm-hmm. there was no, I think the first time I heard of COVID-19 was mi- early January. But then I remember, seeing that a first case in Toronto was like it was like mid to late January or
0: something but I didn't think too much of it. Right. I remember the first my first encounter with it there was some sort of cruise ship or something uh somewhere off the coast of some Asian country um I don't know where but I remember seeing all these pictures people were trapped in this cruise ship for I don't know how many weeks it seemed kind of like it it was kind of uh, enjoyable for me to, to read and see their pictures. and you <laughs> that, know, I know.
1: that was crazy. That was really early on. Those people were trapped on that cruise ship and they were sending videos out to the masses, like being like, we're not allowed to leave. I'm stuck yes. in my room. Please help us. Get us off this ship. Please, please. And at that point, it was like, whew, thank God I'm not them. Yeah, and but now I saw I'm sort of like, wow, cruise ship. That might be nice. It might be nice <laughs> to be stuck on a cruise ship. I'm like, kind of, that might be okay. That'd be a new experience than this living hell that I am uh, in this prison that I'm not yeah. allowed to leave on the same
0: day in day out. Get up on the top deck, get the wind in my hair, get a little salt. <laughs> So breathing a little salt, you know, I I yeah. can get into that.
1: Stare down at the ocean and consider just ending <laughs> it all, just be a uh, shark's lunch. And uh, you know, like I can't even do that here. What am I gonna do? I will say, when I woke up this morning, not to uh, bring up old things again, but uh, because there's snow, I can actually tell the amount of animals that go on my deck at night, and it is a lot. Wow, different. Are you seeing different kinds of paw prints, different species? I think it's mostly raccoon, but the way that they imprint into the snow, I, my mind was like, "Is that deer? <laughs> are there deer on my deck? Those are some big feet."
0: <laughs> okay. And is your barbecue still out there? Have you seen a path? Like, have you seen what they're doing exactly with the with the? Barbecue? I think they're looking and finding in there. Rush.
1: There's there's nothing out there. I mean, I haven't even go out because I tried to weather seal my door, and if I open it, I feel like it'll get ruined. <laughs> right. So I don't go outside.
0: Well, okay. So David, it's been, it's been two months now. Has it been a month and a half? I don't know how long it's been. It's been two months since we've, since we last recorded, I think. I'm just going to say that. What have you been? This feels like a high school reunion. It I- feels like a very long time
1: ago. This feels like <laughs> we need to like update each other yeah. on uh, our family that we've made since we last saw each other.
0: Well, well, what I know that you've, you've had a you've had job changes you've gone from restaurant to restaurant you're you're a landscaper now (laughs) what what's what's i use the term
1: landscaping but it's actually a gardening company uh gardening so like you know here's what i'm doing jacob i'm i was raking leaves mulching leaves blowing leaves trimming down hedges uh chopping out hosta plants i'm Um, separating the hostas, splitting them in half, putting them in... I'm just cutting them right down to the root. Oh, okay, right, right. Not not to the root, but right down to the soil so they can grow again in the new year. I'm putting sheep shit all over people's gardens so that it can have some good fertilizer for the long winter. And now the job has turned into Christmas decorating. I'm putting garland up on businesses and private homes, some Christmas lights, uh, Christmas... um,
0: planters that you'll see on people's front stoops Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay have you been feeling strong i know like i used to landscape as well i did gardening work i did a lot of that kind of stuff and that was like i was feeling kind of prime conditioning and uh, a lot of upper body strength at the time when i was doing it uh i feel
1: strong but the uh, landscaping is not necessarily why i feel strong about Two months ago, I met someone who had been to prison. And they were in prison for about five years. And this person was telling me about a prison workout that he used to do. Classic. Where you take you take a deck of cards, you flip three cards, and that's the amount of push-ups that you have to do. And then once you're done, you flip three more, you do that amount of push-ups. And so the goal is to make it through the deck. If you make it through the deck and ace is high, meaning ace is 11... Then it's 380 push-ups in 18 sets. If ace is low, it's 340 push-ups in 18 sets. He told me at the end of his sentence that he was doing it three times in a day. So and he was doing ace high. So he was doing over a thousand push ups in a day. So I was like, I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, that's a goal. I want to try to do that. I want to see if I can get through a deck. Now I've been working on this for like seven weeks now and I just did it two days ago was the last time I gave it a whirl and I'm not always doing the deck test like I'm doing different grips of push-ups and different types to try to get the strength up but what I just accomplished last time was 301
0: in 21 sets. And this is like this isn't throughout the day like you're, you're just going and you're taking a little breather in between each of these? Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's, that's highly impressive. It's, uh, it's really
1: difficult. It's, more di- it's, it's crazy how quickly you crap out. Like, even if you can do a bunch right away, all of a sudden you crap out, and then you're just in a battle with these cards, and the cards are maddening. You start seeing a bunch of kings pop up, and then you got a nine. You're like, 29? No, where's the twos at? Where's the threes? It's really, really maddening. This,
0: this is incredible, though. I've, I've never heard of this method, the cards. I, I know I've, everyone knows about prison workouts. You do the push-ups, you do the sit-ups. I've never heard of this, like, motivator in the in the cards.
1: Yeah, I blew my mind when he said he could do it three times in a day. I I just had never heard anyone say, oh, I do a 1,000 push-ups a day. Wow. <laughs> and so I was like, I must be able, I, I got to get to a place where I can do it. I'm trying to get there before this godforsaken year is over i want to january 1st 2021 i want to be able to say i but i'm doing ace low right now so i'm doing the 340 and 18 sets that's what i want to get to uh by the end of the year can you just like at
0: least start by being like i'm going to do a deck in a day i'll you know I'll, a couple hours later i'll come back and i'll flip a couple like or is that no that doesn't interest
1: me as much <laughs> it's got to be in one in one uh in one 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 effort
0: and and when it comes to Workouts. I mean, is that does that just kind of take care of the whole body? I know push-ups like they take care of a core. There is a lot of strength that you need beyond just your arms and your chest to do push-ups. Like if you're doing a thousand push-ups in a day, I feel like you're going to be pretty fit.
1: Well, that's what these prison guys say. They say that's all you need. Right? That's all you need, <laughs> you what need I was to wondering. Do these push-ups. But uh, but also they turned them into burpees near the end too. Uh, but no, I do other things. I'm doing other stuff too, and I'm using the deck for other things like uh, jump squats, stuff like that. But uh, the main focus is to get through the deck with these push-ups,
0: right? Do you feel like you're able to work out without cards now at this point? Like I feel like you're like absolutely not. There's no way. <laughs> I feel like you're like Two Face or like the Riddler or something. Like you need these cards in order to. I'm chasing
1: numbers. I'm chasing numbers. You know what that's like. You know how like that's why I'm a like addicted to chess because i chase the rating that's why i'm into these push-ups i chase the numbers that's why fantasy really gets to you because you're chasing numbers yeah Uh,
0: i i get it chasing numbers i get it okay so what what have
1: what have you been doing
0: wow what have i been doing (laughs) david how long do we got you just really i feel like i'm just surviving at this point just um keeping my head above the water i i feel like a, a day's accomplishment is like going to the grocery store um, yeah. cooking cooking dinner walking the walking the dog for all of the times you know like uh, doing like maybe an audition a week you know most of the time it's it's with uh through Brittany's agent doing some commercials uh we were on, apparently on hold isn't a thing anymore, but we had an availability check for a commercial after so I guess we were one of the th- three people that they were considering, three groups of people. And uh, this was kind of the furthest I had gotten in a, in, a, in a little while. And it was a commercial, some sort of public service, Canadian government commercial about human trafficking. <laughs> and uh, I was the trafficker, of course and yeah, yeah. and and this commercial is, a, is about how human trafficking isn't what you think it is and apparently there's a lot of it that's happening within people's relationships so we had to kind of send in a couple clips in one clip i i kind of come up behind Brittany and i'm putting this this nice necklace on her and it's like Ooh, he's charming that's nice look at this necklace what a nice man i can't picture that being done in a charming way wow. You should have seen the first take because I didn't know it was supposed to be charming. So I had like the kind of creepiest kind of like enjoyment of putting on like like I looked like the the thin man from Charlie's Angels, Crispin Glover. <laughs> Jacob,
1: could you do that uh, less like Dracula <laughs> and more like a loved one?
0: <laughs> right. So then then we have to, and this is all silent on camera, right? So you know, I of course I'm hating my life when when she's explaining. Well, what to me would what the line be if you had a line? <laughs> I don't know. But it gets worse. Then we have to like be dancing together, Ooh, and yuck. and then take a selfie, right? Oh my god! And then and then there's a clip where I have to kind of snap on her. You know, you get to see <laughs> <laughs> soc though. Like you're not actually saying words. <laughs> uh no, I, I and even when we film, filmed it, I didn't I didn't say words.
1: It looked you just tossed her against the wall, or like what did you do?
0: She was on her phone and i looked over at and i was pissed that she was on the phone i was like who the fuck is she who is she talking to and i grab i grab the phone i rip it out of her hand i look at it and then i go and i kind of i feign i fainted like i was gonna smack her with the phone or like give her like an elbow or something to the jaw knock her cold cocker, you know and uh she's scared she's scared and i'm like and then i'm looking at the phone and you just see me and again like I, I didn't say anything because i knew it was silent on camera but i'm just doing and of course we're not doing video right now but in it for you david you can can like, at her uh, oh you mouthed words i mouthed words yeah
1: oh wow that's uh that's funny because they'll be able to hear the sounds of the movement they'll be able to hear you grab the phone and and maybe the table gets banged we removed then, the sound from it <laughs> Because it's actually more terrifying if this man (laughs) who who is just so creepy uh, does that and just angrily and tightly mouths nonsense when he's because he's so repressed and knows his whole life has been a problem because of the level of anger and violence he feels that he's just learned not to let sound out but he still goes through the motions of the rage and he mouths these words that's now that's a commercial i can watch
0: right and you just hear this this sneakers squeaking as he's (laughs) as he's mouthing these this ferocious um yes and
1: it's not like they did they ask you for that specific scenario or did they just uh leave it sort of open as to what they wanted to see
0: they left it open i think in the commercial (laughs) they show you like they show you the script and in the commercial you're in the car or something and he he's he hits the steering wheel out of anger and and she's like shocked by it. And then all of a sudden, there's like these like images of her going into a a, a storage crate or something, you know, I don't know.
1: That, that's so crazy, man, because if you got that, and then your actual relationship was exposed in this commercial, and you're just this like menacing, abusive human trafficker. And I would love that. I would love you to be on a billboard as this <laughs> psychopath and just to be all over the TV. I would love every time uh, sports were on for you to be that annoying commercial that keeps repeating yeah. on every commercial break.
0: Well, it was kind of a dream come true for me if, I, if we were <laughs> going to get it because, of course, I think we've talked about this before. I've been jealous of your experiences on May Day. I've always wanted to be in reenactment. TV I wanted to do a Crime Stoppers <laughs> commercial or something like the corniest like that's my favorite stuff I think that's hilarious and if I got yeah, to do is. that especially like if I you know I'm, I'm t- taking it serious in the audition and then I could bring myself to get to the set when we're filming it on the day they've already chosen me and then I can be like bring out the like really bad acting and have that some you know there's gonna be a part of you that's like you can't do that that's so unprofessional and you're going to look horrible. Like, millions of people are potentially going to see you doing this. You might never work again. But then I also could laugh at that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I, I don't
1: think anybody would hold that against you. I don't think, you know, in, in terms of never working again. I don't think if you were, like, let's say, going to do a, an audition for, like, a theater or something like that, they'd be like, I, I won't see him. I won't see him. Not after what he did on that <laughs> commercial. hamming it up like that. I just, I won't.
0: But... All of that to say is that I haven't been doing anything. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's really tough. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part for, the, for this country. You know, we're supposed to be heroes uh, on the couch, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going out into society. I'm not, I'm not spreading the virus. I'm not getting the virus. I'm, 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 I'm maintaining the distancing. You know? I can't work. They took away my job.
1: Yeah, this, uh, this second lockdown, man, it's got none of that new, new crazy, heightened stress feeling of the first lockdown that like kind of kept you alert and motivated. This second lockdown and now the fact that it's dark at like 345 <laughs> every day, it's, it's a whole new thing. So how about them Blue Jays? Yeah, let's.
0: All right, we've uh, we've gotten some stuff out of the way. Let's 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 talk a little Blue Jays here. Let's talk a little sports. A little bit of uh, a little bit of the Toronto Blue Jays. Lots of stuff happening. None, nothing happening. We don't know what's happening. Um, let's start. Let's start with the free agents here. Okay. Um, a lot of targets out there. We're linked to anyone who swings a bat or touches a ball, (laughs) right? We're interested. We're having talks. Um, who are you? Who are you interested in? Is is your number one guy still Bauer? Um, seems like it's off the table.
1: Yeah, it does seem like it's off the table. But I guess in theory, maybe. I think I was the most excited early on when they were talking about Lindor. I was pretty excited about that. I really thought that that would be a great upgrade and just good energy, a player that you would love to have on your team. Yes. Guy, you're going to buy that jersey. Yes. You're going to love that smile. And he's just add a lot of energy to the team. That's what I I thought. He's the one that got me the most excited. But I will say, out of all the off-season stuff, and this has uh, nothing to do with free agents, I would say the most exciting thing is the Vladdy weight loss, which we can talk about after. Yeah. But um, let's come back to Vladdy. But but the DJ LeMahieu stuff is really was really interesting to me too. But it does all again like he. I think he's either going to be a Yankee again, or maybe even go to this newly bought Mets team that seems like they're ready to spend some money as well.
0: Yeah. Okay, do you have any idea what happened with the Bauer stuff? I feel like off the top, he was he was kind of seemed like he was open to everything. Seemed like we might be interested in, but then like. Over the past, I don't know. I just don't know what happened. All of a sudden, we never talked about him again. And it seems like something happened, obviously, for, you know, the, the insiders know something and they didn't mention it that that we're either not interested in him or he told us he's not coming to Toronto. And I think
1: Bauer's really smart and I think his agent's smart. I think they're just playing the market. I think that they're going to maybe string along a bunch of teams to try to get some interest and try to get some... Uh, following of of people that are, you know, talking about... It's always good when you're talking about Trevor Bauer. when I mean, he spends so much time on his YouTube Mm -hmm. channel and, like, building a fan base, and he wants more subscribers and all that stuff. So any attention he gets is going to help him in that regard. And, you know, maybe the Blue Jays are aware of that. Maybe you can smell that. Um, Or maybe there's something going on under... where the the numbers weren't there. I don't know. I, I can't picture Trevor Bauer coming to toronto as much as i would love that
0: yeah i guess i can't either i guess i can't either but it seems like at this point our big free agent it's 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 gonna be springer or lemahieu right like those are those are the guys that seem like we're most realistically um attached to it seems like both of those guys are considering us and now past couple of days of course it's like springers we've gone past just talking. To springer we're making pitches to him we've probably made him an offer he's he's trying to figure out if he can if he can stomach being in canada perhaps <laughs> you know whether he wants to play in buffalo for a season yeah apparently Lemayhu likes hockey as if that's uh, this is psychotic we're yeah, talking yeah. about whether know. he likes hockey is 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 why he's going to come to the toronto blue jays stupid that's that's yeah, That makes no sense
1: whatsoever like what is that what does that matter? You can like hockey if you live in Sri Lanka. Like what does it matter if you live in Toronto and you like hockey? He's going to go to a game live? It doesn't mean anything.
0: All all of the trades, all of the the free agents, all of it like it all comes back to for me um, I get most excited about the guys who aren't going to mess too much with the core that I've become so attached to now. You know what I mean? Like when like when they start, especially when they start talking about shortstops that aren't Lindor, basically, like when they start talking about Gregorius again or Andrelton Simmons, I'm like, what?
1: The Andrelton Simmons stuff really is the one that makes me go, Ugh. what are we talking about? I don't know why it was just all of a sudden it was like, you know, if you can upgrade with a Lindor, yeah. But then all of a sudden it became about, let's just get any short stuff. Let's just go out and get a good... And it's like, no. And now you've said something off air that I sort of disagree with, but you think that it's worse to picture Bo Bichette as a second baseman than a third baseman. Yes. You don't like the thought of Bo Bichette playing second base.
0: Uh, it's not that I don't like the thought of him playing second base. I like it less than third base. There's something... Uh, uh, more there's just this je ne sais quoi about the third base and perhaps you know it's just like the history of third basemen there's a bit more of badass dudes guys that kind of speak to why I like baseball and I feel like I like the idea of Bo Bichette kind of becoming that more versus just I feel like you know second base is kind of a uh, it's just a lesser spot to me it's a lesser there's Well less. why don't you just say what you mean Jacob you you think
1: it's a less masculine position
0: it's not that it's less masculine it's it's just less there's less uh fierceness to it in my mind you know there's the there's the arm of third base you know i feel like he doesn't
1: have a great arm so like what what is it why do you want to see him lob it from third when you could just start to sting it from second
0: well but maybe maybe he would start really focusing on that i feel like he's got a lot to focus like he... on at shortstop obviously his he's working on his arm maybe maybe he can't maybe he's maxed out his arm potential but uh no one's ruled him out of third base is cavin biggio's arm better than Bo bichette we seem to think that Kevin Biggio is fine to play third base. I, I can't imagine that it is. I can't, Im- I can't imagine that Kevin Biggio's arm is better than Bo Bichette's, who plays shortstop. I could imagine that. I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: now we're getting into just, like, <laughs> guessing. Well, we've watched both
0: of them play. We've
1: seen them throw a lot. Yeah, I mean, you've seen Kevin play the outfield. Can you imagine Bo's arm from center field?
0: Yeah. I think no, I think just... that he could definitely play center field. Probably not. I don't think he necessarily has the right to to sail it from right field to home or something. But to hit the cutoff man, hit hit the shortstop or the second baseman, easy. I think it, I think I feel like we've moved into this house and we have a bunch of nice pieces of
1: furniture and we don't know what room they should go in and we don't know how they should be in the room and we just start to like. Well, but like maybe maybe like Bo could be out in center field now and now all of a sudden we're starting to like really expand things and trying to fill holes, but. I don't know. And again, like that's what's tough is you have all this versatility and then you have this potential idea. I don't know how serious it is about Vladdy
0: playing third base again. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's like, okay, let's talk about our like realistic ideal here because I think it's a, it's a real, realistic possibility. Vlad is at third base. He's going, he said, I'm taking the position back. He's, he is our franchise. You know, we can say that Bo Bichette is the franchise guy. I still don't believe that because Vlady is the is the guy who we feel like has the Hall of Fame potential before he gets into the major league. He's he's. I just think he's a. I think he's a better player. Has more potential still than Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, I feel like, has reached his potential earlier. But I think the ceiling is still higher for Vlad. So. So you think Vladdy is uh, poor at third base because of his weight? Yeah, I think so. I think he's poor at third base because of his weight as well as his drive. I don't think he had a drive to be. Um, I don't think he failed. So, and I think now he's experienced failure, and I don't think he wants at least for now. We'll see. <laughs> I could I could very easily disappoint us again, but I feel <laughs> like I feel like he's got a hunger in him to. To be- yeah, for food, <laughs> he's not eating anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, I, I think that I think we have to yeah. give him another chance. I think they're going to give him another chance. It, it's so. It would be so
1: great if he could be a third baseman on this team. It would help
0: so much. Okay, say he's and, and you know and like an average third. Say baseman. he's I even mean- just below average. Let's say that in an average game, once a game a run scores because of him. well that's a lot (laughs) that's (laughs)
1: once a game a run scores because of Um, him that's way below average
0: okay okay well even even at at that what do we gain so we can have rowdy either at dh or teoscar at dh or at first base by opening that up can we gain a run back by having those dudes in the lineup every day or like bringing in a marcel azuna like the type of possibilities that open up offensively can they Make up for what we might lose by Vladdy being an average to slightly below average third baseman. I think that that is a is a a concession I would make personally.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think that Rowdy Telez is definitely being talked about as being part of packages for trades.
0: Okay, well that's fine. That's fine to me. I'm. I feel like I'm most like who 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 on our core. Do you not want traded? Are you upset about? I don't want Vladdy traded. I don't want Bo traded. I don't want.
1: I mean, I don't want Cavan traded. Um, would you rather? Here, and- how about this:
0: Guriel or Biggio? Who would you want traded? Uh, fuck. Because I think those are those are the two uh, big possibilities to me. Well. I actually
1: think that if they're going to get an outfielder, like if they go to get a springer, or if they get like a Jackie Bradley Jr. or something like that, I actually think they have to trade Randall Grichik Because I think that they're going to... I mean, if somebody's going to take the contract... It's not a crazy contract, but... It is.
0: Com- based on what's happening right now, Eddie Rosario is just non-tendered.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Kyle Schwarber as well. I know. It's fucking crazy. So, like,
0: you think that people are going to want to pay Randall Grichik the amount of money he's making when you can... Go sign uh, Eddie Rosario for Gur- five years. Guriel is so
1: cheap, man. Exactly. Guriel's contract is nothing. Exactly.
0: That's and for the production you get from him, it's one of the best, like team-friendly contracts in the league. Thus the perfect person to trade to someone who wants to pay less money. He's got to be the the top chip. He's perfect. He's perfect
1: well, to be traded. It's not like it's not like Kevin Bichio is expensive. He's like going to make major league minimum for the next two years. Yeah. So then go around the horn, and I'll, only, I'll give you one free agent that you can slot into the, to the starting core. And then everybody else has to be on the team already. Okay. Um, so, so, sorry, hold on. What am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm starting with a free agent. You're giving me, your starting, you're giving me your starting lineup, and I'm, I'm allowing you to choose one player that, doesn't, that isn't on the team right now. Some free agent that they pick up can be anybody, it can be a pitcher, it can be anybody. But then you you put the pieces together. Okay, and am I am I being You don't have to you don't have to give me
0: the lineup, but just give me the the position. Am I being realistic here or am I being like this is the dream? The dream. Well, I mean obviously in the dream I'm trading Randall Gritchick. (laughs) You know, like he's he's being offloaded and I'm getting in my, my But you don't even have to you don't even
1: have to say that. You just have to give me your players on the field and he can just not be one of them and somebody else can be there who is a free agent.
0: Okay, and it's the free agent. It's not the trade. Like I can't do the Lindor thing right now. Yeah, you can. Okay. Um. So I guess if it's, I mean, if it's Springer or Lemayhu or Lindor, I want Lindor. So okay. So then put him in, and then tell me where everybody else goes. All right. So we've got we've got Vladdy at third. I'm going to stick to believing in him at third. We've got Lindor at short. We've got. Uh, Bo Bichette (laughs) is at second um Kevin Biggio one day he's playing first one day he's playing left we're probably we're probably moving things around he's continuing in his super utility role but let's slot in uh Rowdy Teles at first he's gonna be kind of our, our main dude there see what happens with Vlad as the season goes on um Guriel is gone. He he's not in the trade. You saying you're saying Guriel is in the trade? Guriel was in the trade. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Biggio's in left for now. Uh on I think if if we get if we get Lindor Springer signing tomorrow. Yeah, but you I'm only giving you one free agent know, you can know. pick. You can't pick. Okay. Two. So so I guess we've uh, still in center. Fine. And Teoscar's in right behind the plate uh jansen's starting on opening day but kirk kirk's right there with him he might have been in the trade too though Mm -hmm. yeah i like that i could get behind that i do think that
1: lindor but here's the other thing you talk about danny jansen when there was a rumor that the blue jays were having talks with jt real muto and i think that that would be a massive upgrade Mm -hmm. and that would be really interesting to me as well Yeah. I like Lindor because he's still young, man. It's crazy how young Lindor still is. Yeah, what is is. he, twenty six? Yeah. And obviously Springer's up there, getting up there. Is he thirty one or thirty-two?
0: He's thirty tough to He's thirty-one. So yeah, four or five years by the end, he's he's probably in left field slash DH, right? Yes, and you're back to square one
1: looking for a center fielder.
0: But by that time Um, we've got Austin Martin. We've got I mean Austin Martin's like twenty twenty Five or something at that point, right?
1: Yeah, but you're just assuming that he can play center field. Oh, well, we've also based had nothing. We've
0: also had four other off seasons. We've had the opportunity to, you know, we've probably got a t- totally different team at that point. You know, we can't we can't worry about we can't worry about uh, Springer's 37 age 37 season right now.
1: I'm not necessarily worried about his age 37 season, but I'm worried about his age 34 season, his age 33 season. Center field, man, th- those numbers drop fast when you start getting up to that age. Yes, that's fair. And if you're giving him what people are talking about, like a hundred million
0: plus, it's a lot of money. It is. A, it is a lot of a money. A lot of money for a cheater, a dirty rat cheater. Okay, so let's 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 just talk about this for a second because everyone in the city is pretty on board. I feel like with the Springer addition, you are still holding out. I mean, look, it's. It's not
1: that big a deal, really. It's it's sort of like when you're a kid and you, like you wanted a Nintendo for Christmas and your parents got you a Sega Genesis. Like you're like, Ugh! but like you have to be aware that it's even a privilege to receive something like that. It's even a privilege to get one of the top free agents in the market. So if you're in on that, that's great. And you know, would I grow to like Springer? Probably, probably would. But it's just on at this stage of it, thinking about who I would like. It's just not. I don't get as excited about him as I do for like a Lindor or uh, even a JT Real Muto or, I don't know, Trevor Bauer, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I even I could even really get behind
0: Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, yeah. I'm less excited about it. But I want to talk to you. I want to, I want to get more into the psychology here with Springer. I've got a question for you. You're on the Astros team, David. Are you gonna blow the whistle on it? Are you are you at the plate one day? People are in the dugout, they're like, yo, David, check this out, man. We got this thing going on. We're gonna we're banging on trash cans. We've we've got this set up, we've got a camera back there. It's 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 not above board, but like, you know, we're just banging on a trash can. I'm gonna bang on a trash can. It's a fastball coming. See if you like it. Check it out. Are you being like, whoa, whoa, whoa? I'm calling the league right now. I gotta, I gotta break this to, to the athletic. Or are you gonna be like, uh, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing that now, and we're, we're winning. We're on top of the world. We got Berlander now. Like, I feel like you're just gonna go under the table, and when you hear that fastball bang on the trash can, you're probably gonna crush it.
1: I don't think so, man. I, I know you don't believe that, but I really just, I just feel like, I mean, who knows? You don't, we don't know. I don't imagine the scenario was as you just portrayed it, but I just don't think it would just feel so gross, right? It would feel disgusting. but this is all being said as if like these players are aware of what the other teams are doing too. Yes. So, which is more than that, what we're aware of for damn sure. Yeah, of course. And that's significant, but I just don't know what that feels like. I don't know what that what their knowledge of that is. Obviously, if like everyone was just playing clean baseball and the Astros were doing what they're doing, no, I, I would do something. That that would feel so right. gross. Um, but I don't know. Springer also doesn't seem to be under the microscope as right. much as like Correa. Yeah, that's well,
0: and uh, I feel like they. I can't remember. It was on Writer's Block or something. Or Tim and Sid. They were asking. I think Morosi or Ashmedani or someone was like, "Why? Why is Springer seem clean?" Compared, and they're like, "Well, they're talking about his his family. That he's just a respected guy." But you know what I think it is? <laughs> I think that before all of that, you know, uh, Bregman, Correa, those guys just seem like cocky assholes. And they rubbed it in your face how good they were. I feel like Springer to me has always just been a guy who's just been good, let his talent speak for himself. He's not like rubbing it in your face. He's not, I just feel like he doesn't have the kind of personality that made you dislike him before. So that when you found out he was cheating, you're like, oh, this was all a sham. And and then you see this past season or 2019, when apparently they aren't cheating, has, has a great year. He's had a career year after they supposedly weren't cheating in twenty nineteen whether or not they were or not i don't know um but he also looked i mean he looked amazing in the playoffs you know he's still he's unbelievably clutched the dingers that he hits the he he's still so good, so knowing that he didn't it wasn't all fake that he he was only good because of the trash can that to me means something, and it also it, it means something to me that his personality hasn't really changed. You know, like Bregman, did you hear, like, we didn't hear Bregman's name once last year. There, his personality was completely, I feel like, demolished. Like, he completely lost everything that made him Bregman after all of this came out. Springer's just been like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to get in the media. I'm not going to talk shit like Correa has been. He was the only guy that just, like, kept going for it and... <laughs> I don't know, I think there's something about that 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 makes it feel like okay somehow that Springer did what he did. And I and I and I've gotten on the Astros as much as anyone else it infuriated me a lot but I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's cuz I I drafted Springer in my fantasy team last year like uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I I'm into him. It it, it yeah.
1: I hear you. I hear all that, and I and I agree with a lot of it.
0: But I also hear... The, up, the
1: upgrade on Springer compared to Grishik is not nearly as extreme to real Muto Danny Jansen. Ugh. It's not even
0: close. I feel like uh, the fall-off might be more extreme. I think that Danny Jansen's career is on the upward trajectory and I think real muto's on the downward tra-
1: Danny Jansen had one of the worst uh seasons ever last year. There's no way he's on an upward trajectory just because he hit a couple bombs in the the last game of the season.
0: No, because he's in his third year as a major yeah, but he league got catcher.
1: Worse. He got worse. He got he got much
0: worse. All right. That's fair. Obviously it's a it's a massive upgrade. Um I just think that uh, they're, they're, yeah. Okay.
1: I see that point. And like, even the upgrade of a Lindor over a Beau Bichette is not nearly as extreme as Real Muto, Danny Jansen. I think that's the largest upgrade you could possibly make, other than, you know, <laughs> Trevor Bauer over Tanner Roak. Right. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, Real Muto's not coming. Okay. Well, neither's Lindor. Well, we don't know that. Neither's, I think Lindor is still on the table, big time. I think there's just a lot of other things happening right
1: I now. I need something, and I need something quick because well, it's getting dark early. It's freezing. There's snow on the ground. I got no money. I barely have a job. I'm hanging on to a goddamn thread, and I'm going to spend some part of my line of credit on a Lindor jersey, so give it to me.
0: I, I'll give you the, the, the best news. It, it broke last night. I don't know if you heard about it. This was a huge, huge Huge piece of news. Huge day for the Blue Jays. We non-tendered fucking (laughs) Travis (laughs) Shaw. He's gone! (laughs) I was dancing. I I put on music. I opened a bottle of wine. I'm grooving in my kitchen, sautéing some mushrooms, celebrating (laughs) that I never have to watch Travis Shaw in a Blue Jays uniform again. Yeah, that's that's something for sure.
1: This, uh, how do you feel about the Vladdy weight loss? Well, (sighs) it's very complicated. The reason I ask that is because it's very complicated. It's very easy to say like, oh, amazing, amazing. Vladdy, you're you're putting in the work. You're looking good. Now you're going to be everything. Because we had a fantasy about him. We had a fantasy about him that he was going to be one of the greatest players ever to play baseball. Hmm. And then he showed us that that wasn't true. And now it's like he's allowed our minds to go there again. To be like oh, oh okay now this is what it is oh it was just that he was super fat and he was I mean I mean you said it you want to give uh, the people what uh, <laughs> your your comparison on uh, Vladdy's weight yeah
0: okay so this 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 was a real eye opening moment for me all of the talk came out from the from that guy on Twitter he 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 was talking about how much weight Vladdy had lost since. The start of the season, then how much he's lost since the offseason. He didn't say what the starting weight was, but if you do a little math, you put together that Vladdy started the season apparently at two was it two eighty or two eighty five? It was two eighty five. Eighty five. <clears throat> and I was thinking, that sounds like a lot. I mean, I don't really have a context for that. It's uh it's more than a hundred pounds on top of what I weigh, but again, like I don't really have a concept for that kind of mass and then all of this stuff was happening with the raptors marcus all was leaving we didn't get him back abaca left and we signed aaron baines and uh, you know if you've watched basketball you're like aaron baines is a massive man you see him set a pick on a dude it's like a brick wall you're running into and i see the stats on him and i'm like whoa hold on a second here and then I'm like, "What were the stats on Marc Gasol?" So Marc Gasol was six <laughs> eleven, two fifty five, <laughs> two hundred, and and we've seen how massive Marc Gasol is. You see the he's a huge, thick man, and he weighs significantly less than what Vladimir Guerrero came into. Spring training or summer camp, spring training 2.0 for the Blue Jays last season. Just imagining that if just the, the weight discrepancy of Vladdy, it, it it blew my mind to think that because Vladdy's what 6'1"? 6'1", 6'2", something like that. You know, he's he's not even close to the height that Marcus All has to spread that weight out.
1: But also, when you look at Marcus All, you're not like, oh, there's a super fit man.
0: No but you don't think he's a fat man no
1: but he doesn't grab your eye as someone like uh like when you look at Kawhi, you're like there's not an ounce of something on his body he doesn't need right. like everything is just efficient lean muscle
0: right no uh, marcus all's um, arms look like you know babe ruth's baseball bats or something like that <laughs> they're like kind of fat not fat but it's like a it's like a piece of meat You know, it's one shape going down. There's not a lot of definition in it. The triceps not popping out in a huge way. But
1: I guess also what I'm sort of getting at is, yes, it's amazing that Vladdy's doing this. But he came in at 285.
0: (laughs) It's a long way to go. He's, He's still not in the shape where it seems like that is an appropriate weight for him.
1: And like 285, you're just like, you know, somebody who doesn't do athletics for your living, you know, whatever, to each their own. 285 to be a professional athlete who's not on the offensive line of a football team is a ton of weight. And you want to, you know, play third yeah. base.
0: Coming in and expecting to play third base.
1: It's like tying two 40-pound dumbbells to your ankles and trying to play
0: sports. Imagine Mark Gasol trying to pick it at third. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's got a lot further down to reach but i don't even think he could bend over i think
1: his body is just fucking wrecked
0: but he's lumbering around that's a lot of weight to be expecting yeah. to to be diving to be bending over and you know it, it's it was an impossible task
1: there is a quality to this Laddie thing though that is like that desperate energy of a man who's like trying to get a uh, a partner back who uh has fallen for someone else. It's like, I can change, baby. I can be everything you wanted me to be. I'm going to lose a bunch of weight, and I'm going to go back to playing third base just like I was supposed to, and I'm going to change. You'll see. I'll do it all in one offseason. You'll see. I can be better, baby. You got to believe in me, baby. And it's just, you know, maybe he's bad third baseman even when he's super lean. Yeah. Well, that's possible. And maybe he also, like, just... Tanks out in January and starts just eating again and just stops like working out. Like those things aren't just, it's not on a continuum. Do you know what I mean? We don't just see him lose weight and we're like, this is what the future will always be. He'll always get better. People go through many struggles in their uh, relationship to their physical being and their weight and their eating habits. And for us to just assume, that this is a cured thing is is completely false. I
0: totally agree. And it wouldn't be underdogs if we didn't speculate on the psychology of <laughs> of our baseball players, but I'm going to go even further because I do follow Vlad on Instagram and now I follow his girlfriend, the mother of at least one of his child, maybe multiples, I can't tell. I you know, I can't read the Spanish, so I don't totally know what's going on. But around all of this time in this offseason, it seems like he's also mended the relationship with that woman, and is they're like together again. She's she's uh, like they're taking pictures all the time together. He's he's getting back together you're, with you're, the mother of his child. He's being a good father. He's losing weight. He's gonna play third base. It feels like there's too much for him to to be able to maintain
1: it. He's hanging on to a lot. yeah, absolutely. And all it takes is one long road trip (laughs) where he's away from his family. Yeah. And that could all just go to hell.
0: I also want to mention, like, all of this happened, and he put up a picture on his Instagram story of him with a gun in his pocket.
1: And that was completely just not really spoken about. I didn't didn't hear anybody on Sportsnet talk about that. And, and I just saw some speculation that like this is clearly a Glock that he has in his jeans where he looked like he was going to a club. Like he looked like he was all decked out and ready to go out like on the town with the boys yes. and just, oh, my
0: casual gun in my jeans pocket. And then apparently he took that image down, reposted it with an emoji with the, covering yeah. the pocket where the gun is. Insane. So all of that's yeah. also happening. Vladdy is, all I know is Vladdy is not whoever we think he is or want him to be. And we don't really still have a clear picture of who he is as a person, what he's going to be. It is
1: true because we we view him as this sympathetic boyish character who's just fun loving and wants to play baseball. But, oh, he just, he's chubby, <laughs> but he's chubby and he's fun. And that's not fair for us to assume that of him. We don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could be
0: like completely different from that. Totally. I will say it's, it's still all of this to say is that this is still amazing that he's doing this and mm-hmm. that his, he has the potential to be incredible. And it's, it's, it's particularly eye-opening for me hearing Gritchuk talk about him Yesterday on uh, Sportsnet on the radio, where he's saying that this wasn't just last season. That the Vlad that we had heard about, the Vlad that we had seen videos of, the Vlad that was in the minors already was not the Vlad that showed up when he got called up to the Blue Jays. That it wasn't just this past season, the twenty nineteen season. That it was when he got called up in twenty eighteen, he wasn't the same guy. He wasn't able to to hit the ball that he was the way he was, and that he was already putting on weight. So to think that it's not necessarily that he's losing weight. He's going to be back to what he was when he got called up. Hopefully, he's going to be more athletic and closer to what he was when he was the most phenomenal prospect that we had seen in years coming up through the minors.
1: Yeah, it is a really exciting thought because when you think back to what he used to look like, even at the plate on the field, even his very first game, there was something special about mm-hmm. him. There was something special about the way that he swung the bat, and that's just been sort of fizzled out. And I guess, you know, it's it, – because weight's not just it's a single thing. Weight is also affected – like, affects your mind. It affects your, like, attitude. It affects uh, your fatigue levels. It's going to affect so many things. Yeah. So cutting that weight is going to have multiple effects. Totally
0: his confidence you know feel good look good yep the hunger the feeling of hunger the kind of like crabbiness the kind of like shitty feeling that you can get when you feel hungry all the time
1: yeah and he's going to be going all because i think like players like vladdy on other teams and stuff and he's going to be you know playing baseball uh, guy's going to come let's say vladdy's playing first base just in this scenario uh, he's playing first base, and players come down to first base and like, hey man, you look good. Like, good for you, Vladdy. Like, it's nice to see you. You looking
0: good, baby. You look good, yeah. baby. And you know, like all that stuff. It's gonna feel good. And to the po- and it's probably gonna feel good when people aren't laughing at him in an ironic way when he turns second and and stretches a double into a triple, or if he <laughs> st- decides he's gonna steal a base again, or he's gonna chug it all the way home, and it's not gonna be like, oh. Uh, big, big guy like Alejandro Kirk or something is uh, chugging his way in. It's going to be like, oh shit, we got to worry about athletic Vlad because that's, that's, we know that that's built into him. We know that he's, he's going to dive for that ball. He can't get that out of him when he's playing first and he's all the way 90% of the way to second trying to, trying to stop that ball from getting through the infield. Yeah.
1: I really hope he keeps it going, man, because it could be. Could be a game changer, and I just want to see him. I want to see him on the field, just looking lean and and oh, I think that's really exciting.
0: I want to be back at the point where I'm not the only person who thinks that that uh, Vlad has more potential and, and a higher ceiling than Bo Bichette, and that Vlad is our franchise. Yeah, and I love Bo Bichette. So the the other news of this off season, I mean, the big thing that's come out the. Uh, of course is still just talk and nothing's happening with it but is this idea that the sky dome the rogers center is being demolished or being replaced we're getting a new stadium at some point in the next i don't know five to ten years um for you what what, what is your ideal you want them to knock down the rogers center you want it in the same spot how, what do you what do you want from a stadium
1: and i want them to be on the the water i want them to build a new stadium either i don't know any anywhere really along the water i don't really care but to have a nice natural grass stadium i think you still have to have some sort of a retractable dome mm-hmm. on it just because of canada and the weather and you know starting baseball in late march in canada is a bit difficult um that to me would be ideal and i think also you could still play in the Rogers Center while it was being built. Where there's these other ideas of them tearing down half of Rogers Center and still playing in Rogers Center while it's something's being built around it. Um, I think that's more that's more likely than them building a brand new stadium down by the lakeshore. But then it's like there could be questions of like, where do the Blue Jays play? Yeah, Like they're not going to play in Buffalo. I mean, well, let's say they play in Buffalo in 2021 because of COVID and then they play in Buffalo where, you know, they're not going to play at Olympic stadium in Montreal. Like where the fuck are they going to play? And how much does that affect uh, when you're talking to free agents? Cause everybody would love to play in a new park. And there's no doubt. Definitely. Definitely. And like, if it all timed out when the Blue Jays were like killing it, like maybe world series contenders and you open up that new stadium and, the excitement that that place would have of these guys that, you know, hopefully this core is still there when, when something like that happens, that would be amazing, but it would also be garbage if they got to that place and they were sort of like these vagabond Blue Jays again, playing in somebody else's field. Like think about, think about how disappointing that would be if the Blue Jays were like getting to the world series, but they were like playing in some American stadium for the year because of
0: construction problems. Yeah, that to me is a non-starter. I love the location of where the Rogers Centre is now. I love it being oh, downtown. Too. I love that when you're sitting in the in this park, you look up and you can see the CN Tower when it's when the dome is open. I love all of that, but if we have to move somewhere else, if we have to go to a different city in order to keep playing there, uh, it, there's no question I would much rather Built somewhere else than have two or three years where i can't go to a ball game that's a non-starter yeah. for me i don't care i'd rather i'd rather them stay in the sky dome for for forever you know i don't know i don't know <laughs> obviously that's not going to happen but i definitely would rather them build somewhere else obviously i don't want them to go up to like Downsview or something that would be a nightmare oh god that would be fucking terrible still got to be south of bloor It's got to be in the somewhere near downtown. But I think that the idea of building around waterfront kind of reinvigorating, replanning our city to include the fact that we have waterfront in the city that, I mean, unless you make a day out of deciding to go to Cherry Beach or to the beaches, you know, it's like, you have no idea that Toronto (laughs) is a waterfront city. It's just so poorly planned. We got yeah. this big highway. If you if you're taking a walk past the highway, it's like it's scary down there. You might die. <laughs> you got you gotta like it takes a takes two minutes to cross the street to get past the the highway, and then you're like there's all these factories. It's creepy down there, you know.
1: Yeah, it would be nice if it was like maybe down around where like Ontario places or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, could be, it could be so. I, I agree that. The location of the Rogers Center is amazing. You can like I can walk there if I want to take enough time and it's a nice walk walking through the downtown core of Toronto. Yep. And if you think about them moving the the Blue Jays from Rogers Center and going to some, you know, other location that's, you know, significantly further away to us, it'll be closer to other people yep. who will be so happy. Yep. <laughs> But uh, all of those restaurants and bars, man, they will really struggle. You want to talk about restaurants and bars struggling right now. That Boston pizza that's outside Rogers Center right now, no one's going there ever. Yeah. Never. But I also...
0: All those bars. I don't care so much about that because there's there's no mom and pop shop in the downtown core around Rogers Center. You got your you've got your boston pizzas you've got your fucking million dollar corporations that own these restaurants i don't give a shit about about them struggling to to stay open at the,
1: yeah i guess that's that's very true yeah there's so much there's so much potential in in a new stadium especially with the way that this team is going right now
0: and it's crazy that it's all happening at once you know it feels like yeah. everything there's so much potential for us right now and it's so exciting that the time is kind of shifting to Blue Jays now. We've been a Raptors city for the past five years. I mm-hmm. mean, basically since 2016, the, the Blue Jays have been dis- a disaster of a organization. Not really. Like there's been a lot of promise happening and been rebuilding and the rebuild has happened, I would say extremely fast to us being competitive, mm-hmm. getting the playoffs last season. But, you know, this idea, a new park's coming. We're, si- we're in on the top four free agents. We're trying to get multiple of those big guys. We're swinging for the fences on trades, potentially. There's no one that is, is out of our price range. You know, the prospects are coming up. Vladdy's trying to get, get into the shape of his life. It's such an exciting time. There's so much anticipation being built up right now.
1: Yeah, man, I can't wait to be able to go and see a game again, to walk into a stadium just under a normal circumstance where it's not lower capacity, you know, wearing masks and stuff like that, but to just have a nice night at the ballpark watching this team.
0: I know. I can't wait to. And I keep, uh, like, them them talking about uh, delaying the season start, it's like, that's a nightmare for me. <laughs> you know, they're already like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a month or something. The fact that they still don't even know the rules, they don't know if there's going to be a DH, like we we haven't even gotten started with horrible negotiating process that's going to have to happen again in order for them to play. And it's, it's not good. And it's going to happen last minute. There's going to be a delay. There's going to be way less games again this year. All of that bad shit's still in the future as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll be saying all the same stuff we were saying about 2020 and 2021, I'm sure. But I think that there is a light at the end of the tunnel that's coming and you just got to stay the course. But I am hopeful that at some point next year, <laughs> these these prison these prison uh, doors will slide open. You'll hear that chlink and we'll be able to walk out and experience that scene in Shawshank Redemption where we're <laughs> staring up at the rain. What does it say about me that
0: when you were talking about the light at the end of the tunnel, I was imagining I was in the subway tracks and the train was coming right at, <laughs> right at me to just <laughs> splatter me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that does make sense to me. I think light at the end of the tunnel is very much a train term. Like you, like I always picture it as like a, a dark yeah. tunnel with train lights
0: coming. out. <laughs> Whereas me. other people, more optimistic people, probably are like, I'm trapped in a in a cave in a in a tunnel. I'm trying to get out. Oh, there's the light. I can get out, get out of the the cave.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily picture the train splatting me on the walls. But I guess that would be the inevitable end because the cave I do picture doesn't really have enough room for me to move <laughs> from from I always try to picture that like just jumping up on the side of the wall and just making myself as thin as possible while the subway just whips by. But uh
0: it'll catch you. Yeah. That's uh that's all we got for for today. It's 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 nice to be on the on the mics again talking about our, our beloved blue jays. Yeah. I um, hope that all of you listeners are tickled and you got a little uh, b- a ping of excitement when you saw that a notification or you saw in your little refresh feed of your podcast that Underdogs was back. <laughs> um, don't know when we'll be back again.
1: Once they sign a big free agent, we should come back yep. or if something gets, yeah.
0: Some, when, when, when more news happens, we will be back. We've ripped off the Band-Aid. We're doing it again. wasn't so bad wasn't so scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, we'll be we'll be back again soon.